This is Speaking of Faith, First Person. This online exclusive is part of Repossessing Virtue, an ongoing series in which we search for fresh ways to think and talk about the current economic crisis. I'm Kate Moose, managing producer of Speaking of Faith. Here I speak with Sharon Salzberg. She is a Buddhist teacher, and she's author most recently of The Kindness Handbook. Sharon Salzberg, in what ways do you consider this a moral or a spiritual crisis of your own or of our cultures? I uh, do consider it one of my own, and I actually do consider it one of our culture as well. My feeling about this culture, this society in general, is that uh, we've been one where suffering is something that we tend to avoid. We, we shun it. If we ourselves are suffering, we feel humiliated not just in pain, but actually humiliated, like we should have been able to control it. Someone else is suffering, we tend to want to put them away, you know, aside so that we're not seeing them really directly, and and that is so hurtful um, to all of us. And so I think this is a time where the suffering is so blatant, the fear is so palpable, the uncertainty is so strong that we're having to confront some very serious underlying issues. That's so true. What you say, it just is hitting me sort of in the center of my sternum, that when we suffer, we experience humiliation in this country. I don't think that is true everywhere in the world, is it? Well, I don't think it is. I mean, I think certainly, of course, I come from my own uh, life story, you know, where there were so many uh, secrets in my family, and, and that, so I experienced not only the pain of the, the conflict or the loss or or the situation, but also that terrible kind of ambient silence that surrounded it, that very strange kind of silence. And, and so I didn't know what to do with all of those feelings inside. And, and it's something I've observed in, you know, many of my students and friends and uh, companions, you know, along the way as well. And, and so I think it, it is, in many ways, it's a kind of cultural norm that there's really a tremendous burden on all of us because, after all, one of the things that should make us closer is our vulnerability. It's our vulnerability to to change, to having circumstance alter and shift, and, and yet we can feel so isolated rather than really together. Mm-hmm. And when we suffer or experience that kind of vulnerability, um, in fact, we feel we, we, we must hide or separate from the group. That's right. Go away and not betray signs of our suffering. Yeah, and I, I think that is so tragic, you know, especially in a time like uh, we're experiencing now where people, you know, have felt invulnerable to change. But anyone who really looks deeply into life knows that life can change on a dime. You know, you get one phone call and it's a different life. And and that is something that should have us determined to help one another and, and help us experience our closeness to one another because it's true for all of us. Mm. Sharon, what uh, resources, um, moral or spiritual, or, or what even what moral and spiritual virtues do you bring as we, uh, it, you know, it's hard to continue calling it a crisis because it's now mm-hmm. unfolding after, over such a long period mm-hmm. of time, but what, what are the resources or virtues you're looking to at this time as you um, come to terms with how life is shaking out? I think it's really, it's a a few values, and I think it's some very practical methods as well. Values are wisdom and compassion. Wisdom teaches us that we're all interconnected, that we rise and fall together, and that 
you know, this isn't just a kind of religious or spiritual perspective, but economics shows us this, and epidemiology shows us this, and environmental awareness shows us this, that there's no longer any kind of there over there that won't affect us over here. And everything that we do and care about and choose over here is going to have implications over there. And so to understand that we are all interconnected, and as we look for solutions in our own personal lives or as a society, those solutions need to reflect that deeper understanding. And then the other value, of course, is compassion, that uh, we can be so impatient and so judgmental of ourselves and scornful of others, and, and we need to just, like, take a breath, you know, and, and uh, recognize that many people are being driven by fear, that we need to help ourselves and others go underneath that fear to find different solutions. And I think the very practical methods, certainly that I rely on, that are the core of my own life, have to do with meditation. It's being able to take that breath and having a sense of who I am apart from what I own or, or you know, the uh, kinds of experiences that I have and, and to return to that more essential sense of myself in very simple ways, you know, breathing, uh, being aware of my body, being, knowing what I'm feeling as I'm feeling. You know, so much of us struggle because we get very frightened or very angry and we hardly even know it. We're so disconnected. And, you know, 15 consequential actions later, we've already sent that email. You know, we've already <laughs> done that hostile act. And we go, ooh, I guess I was angry. Mm-hmm. You know, so to really be in touch with ourselves is, is a tremendous gift. And, and that's what meditation, you know, certainly has given me. Mm. You are a teacher of Buddhism. Are there um, particular Buddhist, and you've mentioned principles and and values that are certainly Buddhist um, in nature, compassion Mm -hmm. being central. Are there other particular um, Buddhist uh, practices, rituals, or ways of seeing the, the world that you would recommend to others who perhaps... Are, are not going to, you know, actually take up a Buddhist practice, but might might benefit from exposure to the way of thinking about it. Well, I tend to separate um, the meditative, almost sort of like the meditative technology, from the uh, philosophical teachings of the Buddha. You know, because many many people undertake these practices who have no alignment with Buddhism and and certainly no wish to call themselves a Buddhist. And I go back to the original spirit, I think, of the Buddhist teaching when he said, um, you know, that he was not interested in being a Buddhist. He was about uh, teaching certain ways, very practical ways, to be more centered, more focused, less defined by the emotions, the torrents of emotions that may come and go and come and go in our minds, to have a, a very deep sense of who we actually are. Um, and the methods are actually very simple and they're not sectarian or denominational at all. Mm-hmm. Good. Sharon, here's a final question for you. In practical terms, in your daily life, are there things that you are doing differently uh, in response to the situation? And what, what, what might they be? Even the most prosaic. There, there are a series of things. I... Uh, actually find myself trying to be more generous, which seems a little counterintuitive, <laughs> except that I think uh, it doesn't have to be some vast amount. It doesn't even have to be material. But the the ideas of generosity and, and the beauty of generosity has become much more pronounced in my everyday life, whether it's being willing to 
smile at somebody or listen to somebody in the elevator who's speaking, um, which is not a very New York thing to do, but lately people have been doing that, mm. uh, to to respond when someone's reaching out, to have generosity of the spirit as well as material generosity, even if it's a small amount, um, because it helps me remember that we are all in this together, so to speak. And, and certainly there's a certain element of restraint in terms of, of buying and shopping, you know, and, and uh, not that I ever was, you know, wild in, in doing that, but um, there's a consciousness, but I, I don't feel it as, like, restriction or fear or holding back. I'd rather translate uh, whatever sense of abundance I do have into more generosity and, and reaching out to others. Sharon Salzberg, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Buddhist teacher and author Sharon Salzberg. She is author most recently of The Kindness Handbook, and you can learn more about her teaching at SharonSalzberg.com. This is Repossessing Virtue, speaking of faith's continuing exploration of the economic crisis. For more, subscribe to the SOF podcast and visit us at speakingoffaith.org.